I'm reading from Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 12. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger of malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the, the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Well, you know, in this church we have um, like a leadership team, whatever you want to call it. So we're trustees of the church and as myself and then we have elders and deacons. And yesterday morning we got together, it was a very, very spiritual time. Um, we gathered together to eat pancakes. Um, that's what we did. We had pancakes together. Now, we were a bit ahead of the game because you do know that Pancake Day is, in fact, in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, can anyone tell us why we have Pancake Day? What's the tradition about? To use up everything that was left. To use up everything that was left. And why at that time? Lent, just before Lent, the next day is Ash Wednesday, it's Shrove Tuesday, it's Pancake Day, and then the next day is the start of Lent. Um, to eat it all up, because in Lent we'll be fasting, right? We'll be going without. Now, has um, one year my son fasted from YouTube, um, <laughs> and that was quite a sacrifice for him. My daughter sac- you fasted from crisps one year. And that was a sacrifice for her. Um, has anybody fasted from anything in particular for Lent? Maybe you're, or maybe you're planning to. Alcohol. Alcohol. Okay, Tricia. Chocolate. Chocolate. Cream eggs. Cream eggs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe have a think about what you're going to give up for Lent. Uh, it's a traditional season of fasting. And do you know, fasting is actually a great gift to us from God. Going without, going without food. Uh, Jesus assumes that we'll fast. He says, when you fast, this is how you should behave. Uh, not if you fast, but when you fast. He'll assume that we will do this. We'll pray uh, and we'll fast. It's actually a gift to us from God. Now, I know we don't talk about it very much and maybe we're not you think you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm not very strong on that. But 
It is part of the Christian tradition. And, uh, you know, when we fast, we can focus in on God. It frees us up. And it is actually a great blessing. Now, the people at the time of this passage were fasting. Oh, they knew how to fast. They were amazing. They would pray, they would worship, they have amazing worship services, and they would fast. And, you know, surely God was so, so pleased with them. They were amazing. Except God says that on the day of your fast, you do as you please, and you exploit all your workers. They're wondering why God hasn't heard their prayers, why God hasn't seen the fact that they're so amazing at fasting. He says, no, your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You're fasting, you're doing all the religious stuff, but at the same time, you're acting unjustly to your neighbour. And then the passage that Bev read, read to us says this, is not this the kind of fasting that I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to set the oppressed free, share your food with the hungry and clothe the naked. Now God's not saying, I don't want, you know, I don't approve of fasting from YouTube or food. That is a gift to us. But these past few weeks we've been asking the question, what is the heart of God? We wanted to say, how can we find the heart of God? In this passage, God shares his heart. He says, actually what I really care about is justice for the needy. Setting the oppressed free. Binding. Uh, 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 Those who are bound, just letting them go free. Loosing the chains of injustice. Now, let's have a bit of interaction. Can you tell me, come up with some ideas, please, um, how practically we can do that? In, in the days of the Bible, it may have been different. But for us, 2023, here in Pembury, uh, as global citizens, how might we um, loose the chains of injustice, clothe the naked, feed the poor? Just come up with some ideas, and then I'll repeat it for the for, the, for those who might be watching online. Stick your hand C-A-D. up, please. Uh, C-N-D. C-A-D. C- I thought you said... I misheard you, Chris. Um, so, CAP is Christians Against Poverty. It's a UK-based organisation. Um, Christine's son works for them, don't, doesn't he? Or does he still? He got made redundant. Oh, he got made redundant. We your press. Oh. Donations are down. It's a tough time. It is a brilliant organisation, but sadly, I didn't know. I shouldn't have mentioned that. Sorry. But pray for Christians Against Poverty, doing a great work, but also struggling, as many other charities are too. So we can support them, perhaps financially and in other ways. Any other ideas? Don't judge. Don't judge. Didn't hear that. Justice, uh, injustice is often caused by judging others. Yeah. yeah, so don't judge. Thank you. Yeah. Come on, don't be shy. Can we, I tell you what, can I be really school teacher? Can you stick your hand up as well? Stick your, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
community larder. We're blessed to be able to run that here in this church, aren't we? There's lots of food banks across the UK. And yes, our support and prayer for the community larder, those running it and all that is great. Just hang on a minute, John. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts? Representing the, the poor to the government. Being a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, representing poor. Yeah, thank you. And we're mindful of that in the UK. We've just this week, strikes, of course, people uh, and people. Uh, so I've lost my own train of thought. That's rubbish, isn't it? Voice for the voiceless. Yeah, Tanya, I think you had your hand up. I was going to say about seeing people, so things like seeing the homeless person. Seeing people. Giving them attention, seeing what they need. And, um, I, yeah, my impression is that a homeless person feels invisible. A homeless person might feel invisible, everyone walking past them, so seeing them, noticing them. All right, thank you. Seeing people. This is great. Thank you. Just practical ways, yeah. Running a free cafe. Running a free cafe. And yeah, wouldn't that be a good idea? <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. Wow, no conditions. Yes, Claire, come on, everybody else. Come on, let's come up with some ideas. Right. Okay. Brilliant. So just practical, signposting people. You could go to this, you know, organisation, this charity, whatever. Sign, putting people in the right direction, something that Sally does too for us and others too. All right, thank you. So signposting. Lovely. Yep. Tracy. Those who have more share with those who have less. Share with... Share. More to less, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, lovely. Those who have more share with those who have less. Andrea. Communication. Communication. What was that, dear? I'm joking. Communication. <laughs> what do you mean? I know, that's a more general issue, but I'm talking about injustice and Helping the poor and the needy. It's not just thinking about it, it's actually doing something. Okay, okay, all right, yeah. So, putting it into action. Thank you, uh, thank you. Okay. Everybody counts. Yeah, thank you. Everybody counts. No matter what they're, they, they may have challenges or limitations or whatever it might be. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit like signposting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Advertising, all right. Communication, all right. No, this is good. Thank you, everybody. Really good. Being aware. Being aware. 
Yeah, and how do you become aware? Yeah. By noticing might be one way, wouldn't it? Being aware. Running out of paper. This is what we want to do, run out of paper. Okay. So, being proactive, when we find out about something, be proactive. Write to a piece, it might be doing different things like that. Be proactive. Yeah? Lovely. Julie? Not waste what we do have. Brilliant. Lee? Promoting Christian values to those who have political power. So it might be campaigning, it might be lobbying. Yeah. Yeah. You're agreeing with your wife as ever. Yeah. Um, values to those in power. If this service has gone on too long and you want to go get a coffee, that's fine. Just please. <laughs> Uh, hang on a second, Jonathan. You, so I've just got Judith in the back. Being inclusive. Being inclusive. Thank you. All right. Wonderful. And there was, there's more. Right. Just let's go for it quick. Education. Education. Yeah. Brave generosity. Chris, you had your hand up again. Fostering. I want to say the environment, caring about the environment. It's not just caring for birds and um, butterflies, it's caring for the needs of the poor. They're the hardest hit. Fostering. I was hoping someone would throw that in, but I'm going to throw that in. But in fostering, incredible. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, that's wonderful. Wayne. Pray for everyone that needs it. All of this has got to come with prayer as well. All right, I'm going to stop there. Do you know what? We could carry on, can we? But we won't for time. But now I want to stress, sorry, I want to stress that this is not our way to make God love us more. This isn't what we do to impress God, but it's what we do as a response to the heart of God. When we find out what is on God's heart, we respond too often church becomes about, well, I like this style, or that so-and-so likes that style. God, I don't think, cares that much. <laughs> He's looking for a people who will represent his character. And sometimes we do need to be, as Gail said, proactive. You know, we're not going to make big changes in our society if we're just a little bit too laid back and we don't get on and do. Some of us are real movers and shakers. And actually, you might be out there in the world and you think, well, I don't do much in the church, but actually God has called you in the marketplace to make a big difference. God has called you, hang on a second, John. God has called you with your neighbours to make a big difference. Share your food with the hungry. Provide the poor wanderer with shelter. See the naked, clothe them. All of these things are the fasting that God has chosen satisfy the needs of the oppressed have God's heart the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul strength and mind but to love your neighbor 
as yourself. Now, I do think, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but I'm so grateful for this church doing so much in this community. I see it not just on a Sunday. See, part of what God is doing here is on a Sunday, but so much of what he's doing is, is not just on Sunday. When you're in a tricky situation and you've got to promote Christian values, maybe to the government, but also maybe to those who are higher up in your office, in your workplace, you know, God will empower you. God will strengthen you to do that. As we in this community do have a space which is either free or very reasonable, you know, we are showing community. There's so much that has been stolen in our world. We read from the... Uh, creation story at the start of the service. But you know what? In our world, so much is not like the Garden of Eden. So much has been lost. So much has been stolen. And God's heart is to restore. And he wants to use you to restore. He wants to use you to shine light. He wants to use this church to make a transformation in this community. It breaks my heart when people in Pembury say, well, I don't really know anyone. I've lived here for years. I feel totally isolated. I feel really alone. You know what? We've got community. We've got the answer. We've got the chance to shine the light of Christ in the, uh, uh, among those whom he's called us to serve. It says that, then your light will break forth like the dawn. This light will shine. Your light will rise in the darkness. The light of Christ in us, shining through us. You are shiny people. And God is shining through you more and more. Healing will come quickly. Healing will quickly appear. When our heart beats with what God's heart is beating with, with when we say, yes, Lord, I will just get up and do what you've been calling me to do for ages. Actually, I'm not going to blame others because they're not doing it. I'm called to do it. Then healing will quickly appear. I was hearing uh, about Brother Andrew, you know, last week we prayed for Open Doors, the ministry among the persecuted church. Brother Andrew was the Dutch man who set that up. Brother Andrew was a war veteran. He'd been shot in the foot. And then he became a Christian. And when he said yes to God, you know what happened? His foot was instantly healed. Because he said, I will go without condition. Your healing will appear quickly when you say yes to God. When your heart beats with what his heart beats with. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. God's presence will surround you. The Lord will guide you. Does anyone want guide, guidance? Just say, Lord, I want to be like you. I will do what you're calling me to do. None of this is like really flashy. Some of it might be just really basic, really down-to-earth, practical stuff. Might not look that spiritual, some of it, but you know what? This is the heart of God. This is the heart of God for this community. This is the heart of God for the world. You will be like a well-watered garden. You will live a fruitful life. It's so wonderful to hear about David and Denise who've lived a fruitful life serving others. Hasn't always been easy, has it? And yet they've committed themselves to serve the deaf community. And you will rebuild Sometimes we see churches and they look very dilapidated, don't they? They're a symbol of yesteryear. But what God wants to do is restore. 
wants to restore community. That we've lost so much in our world. Individualistic society that we live in, broken society, COVID stole so much. But God wants to restore. So are you up for this? Are you up for playing your little part? You know? Think, oh, I can't do much. Do you know what? When we celebrate other people, we mentioned Joy Gregory, Paul mentioned his mum. We celebrate her life and all that she has done. Oh, what's you know, one little old lady done? Actually a lot. What can you do? Actually a lot. Why? Because God's spirit is in you. Years ago, I uh, left when I was in my 20s. I went to France and uh, it was a musician I used to play with. And I, I didn't think he liked me that much. And then his wife said, oh, he was gutted when you left for France. I had no idea. People, you don't know what people think of you. <laughs> the light of Christ will shine in us and through us. God is with you. So we're going to invite the band to come back. We're going to sing. We're going to commit to God. And we're going to say to God, build your kingdom here, Lord. Move in power by your spirit. Lord, your heart is for this community to bless the community, to do it unconditionally, and to spend ourselves on behalf of the poor. Let's stand.